Association. This is the Lincoln Business Beat, a weekly summary of news affecting area business and a review of interesting topics and issues. Along with LIBA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vale. Glad to have you with us. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by Currency. You can learn more at GoCurrency.com. Well, Bud, we're a couple of weeks away from the uh, Free Enterprise Celebration coming up uh, the 13th. Yeah, we it's are in Thursday the Thursday the thirteenth. Yeah, we <laughs> we are in the home stretch. That's for sure. So uh, things are coming together. I'm really excited. Uh, you know, this is one of the premier events in the city every year. Uh, we have 500 plus people attend. We're over at Pinnacle Bank Arena. It's a great opportunity. Uh, people can come. We have our business of politics reception where we get a lot of candidates and their campaigns there handing out materials, and, you know, you can get to know them on a real personal level. Uh, And then we have our dinner, we have a silent auction, a live auction, and we present our annual awards. So it's a a fun evening, and we've got a lot of great volunteers that make it happen. People that want to uh, get tickets for it or buy a table, still availability? Still a little bit of availability. We're getting down to the wire. So if people are interested in tickets or or uh, buying a table, they need to call the office at 402-466-3419 and get a hold of us, or they can email me, bud at liba, L-I-B-A dot O-R-G, and we can get them taken care of. So we still have some, we have some availability, but we're getting into that home stretch where we need to let PBA know how many people we're expecting and get the room set up ready and all that good stuff. I've been to, attending the uh, celebration uh, for several years. Uh, this is the second year now it'll be at PBA. Uh, that has really um, thrown a new dynamic into it with the videos and, and the lighting and just oh, more space. It's it's really a good time. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome time, and the people at PBA are awesome to work with. Um, I really appreciate uh, just the ability to be in there, and it is. The atmosphere in there is just a little different than in other uh, venues that we've had in the past. And it's a, uh, you know, we've got a little bit more room to move around. People can walk around, interact with people a little more spread out, but you, you hit right on it, Mark, the videos and being able to use the video board, um, makes things a lot nicer for our award recipients, for our sponsors, all of that. It just, it, it comes together so nicely. We've got a group that helps us put that together that just, they're phenomenal. Well, and some of the, uh, the big items for, uh, the auction, you're able to, to do a little video or a little presentation, put a picture up or explain what it is. So it, people uh, just better informed, yeah. just, just like the people that like <laughs> listen to Lincoln Business Beat. Absolutely. It's a great it's a great way just to introduce the items. We can we can incorporate video. We can incorporate photos, all of those kind of things for the live auction. And I'm really excited, uh, you know, before I came over to record today. Uh, we have nine new live auction items this year. So we've got some interesting experiences, which is really what our goal is, is to create great experiences for people um, and bring different things together. So if you'd like a tour of Memorial Stadium and lunch at the training table with Trev Alberts, we have that on the auction. We have uh, a really cool tour over at the Speedway Museum for 50 people, along with uh, some appetizers and drinks, which is a a pretty cool experience. So we've got some really cool, uh, we're trying to get more of the experience things so people can uh, enjoy themselves. So we've got 
everything along the way, too. And I believe you said last week or the week before that uh, Governor Pillen is uh, donating something. Yeah, Governor Pillen. I mean, I know this is going to come as a surprise to people, but he's donating some uh, pork. You can take some of Governor Pillen's pork and put it in your freezer. So. <laughs> it's it's a you know, and Governor Pillen's actually going to be there, help present the awards. Um, so it's a really great event, and and you know, ability to meet different people. Uh, Congressman Flood's going to be there. Several other elected officials, state senators, candidates running for city council, mayor, et cetera, are all going to be there. So it's a it's a fun time. You can grip and grin with the politicians and uh, support LEBA and our mission to uh, promote free enterprise and small business here in Lincoln. And this is just going to be about a little over two and a half weeks before the general election for city elections. So yeah. uh, pretty good uh, time to uh, get uh, freshened up on. Get a political. personal conversation with those folks. Ab- absolutely. Uh, speaking of political uh, entities, uh, Lincoln City Council this past week, uh, on the third reading, uh, passed an annexation of approximately 445 acres that was totally surrounded by an uh, incorporated city, uh, generally from 70th to 84th and Pine Lake to Yankee Hill. That area will become, they'll become Lincolnites on July 1st after Councilman McGinnis uh, amended the resolution to delay it. Give us the latest that you've got on it. Well, it's, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where as our city grows, um, you know, different areas become part of the city. And we see this on a regular basis. And as I was learning more about this issue, because I it wasn't really on my radar, it was, uh, you know, it was surrounded on all the neighborhood was a area was surrounded on all four sides by city of Lincoln. So literally they, they used like Southeast rural fire and some of those things for their services. Literally they had to drive through city neighborhoods to get to that area. And so it kind of expands some services for them and, and provides that. I know there's a little controversy on that and you know, it's going to cause some changes too for them. So they've grandfathered some things in, um, to allow those folks to to be able to get to where they need to be. So um, welcome to the city of Lincoln. Um, I know it was a controversial thing. Um, at the same time, it's it's one of those components when the city grows. One of the things that uh, I noticed was that there were quite a few, and, and almost all of those residences sit on uh, at least an acre or multiple acres. So it's a, it's a little different uh, feel. It's a little different environment. Uh, they did not have access or could not hook up to city water, city sewer, things like that. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be some changes. They're gonna, it's going to cost them some money, too, on some of these things. Yeah, they're going to have to make some changes out there. And uh, this is, I think it, it's the first one I can recall in the last few years, at least, where it, it's mostly acreages, like you said, Mark. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And, you know, as the city continues to grow, we talk about moving towards the South Beltway um, we'll, we'll see probably more of that. And so was, I think the city will have to adjust. And it's good to see that the, <clears throat> that the city and the, the council, uh, allowing uh, some changes in some, uh, of the rules and regulations, like they changed uh, a rule on, uh, security for pools in the city, mm-hmm. uh, for a number of reasons, but this is going to also be something that, uh, some of the residents of this annexed area were concerned about. So. It's nice to see them at least starting to uh, listen under, a little bit. Yeah, listen and, <laughs> and take some action. Well, we're over halfway through the legislative session. Uh, wow. 
I'm just going to say wow. Yeah, there's not many words to put in it. There's, you know, we've talked a, a lot about on here, Mark, about the filibuster and what's been happening. And, um, you know, they made some changes to the rules this week or a, a change to the rules, um, you know, limiting some of the things that they can do. Uh, you know, one of the, I'll call it procedural things that they can do. Uh, is they can file a motion to recommit. They can file them, uh, which sends it back to committee. They can file a, uh, you know, postpone it, indefinitely postpone it, different things like that. So um, now they've only allowed it. They're only allowed to do that once on a bill, um, which, okay, we made that change. However, on the same day that they adopted the rules, um, there were some state senators who filed 740-some amendments. Motions. Motions, amendments, all these different kind of things to all these different bills that are out there. Um, and so it it's going to be a long day. I mean, they're doing 12-hour days right now. If a, if, a, if a bill's on general file, it's eight hours of debate. Um, you know, they're, they're in session for... 12 hours, but they take a little bit of a break for lunch, a little bit of a break for dinner. Um, and so, you know, you're getting through maybe one, one and a half bills a day. And, you know, with only 35, 40 days left, that means there's not going to be a lot of bills that get gone through. Um, now, as it goes from general file to select file, uh, so general files, eight hours of debate, I believe, select file is six and final reading is four. So one bill could have, uh, let's see, 18 hours of debate. Eight, six, and four. Yeah, that's 18 hours. So um, it's going to slow it to a crawl, that's for sure. Speaker uh, Arch has uh, had his hands full. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tough year. And here's the thing that I, that I want our listeners to understand. When these things are going on, that means that there's going to be a lot of things that don't happen this year. Um, and a lot of priorities that we've talked about here on the Lincoln Business Beat. For instance, uh, the East Beltway bill is still stuck in committee, so probably won't see that this year. Uh, the minimum wage bill is ready for general file. That's going to get eight hours of debate. And uh, the Water 2.0, which we've talked to, which is a big investment for the city of Lincoln. And I believe that was a $200 million. Yeah, Uh-oh. that one's still in committee. So that one's not going to see the light of day this year. Um the banning the JPAs on the education bill that we talked about that we supported, um, that's on select file. But again, that's going to have another 10 hours of debate. So when, you know, when are all these things going to come up on the agenda? And then we've also talked about Senator Wishart's bill on uh, supporting a convention center here in Lincoln, which would be a great economic boom for the city. That's going to be on general file. So does that, you know, is that going to get 18 hours of debate? And, you know, you start talking about 35 or 40, 40 days left of the session, and not every day is going to be a 12-hour day because generally when they're going home on the weekends, they'll cut out in the afternoon on Thursday or, and then, you know, have Friday off and Monday off and come back on a Tuesday. So, And then here's the big thing, Mark. We've got to pass a budget. No, that's, uh, that's required. That's the one constitutional duty of the legislature is they must pass a budget. So it's going to be hard. Um, you know, and I was talking to a friend down at the legislature and they said there may be less than 10 bills that hit the governor's desk this year. 
unless they find a way to get through all this. So, and think about that, almost a thousand bills introduced and 10 bills are going to get to the governor's desk potentially. Speaker Art said this week, uh, I mean, if, if something didn't change, it, it was probably looking at no more than 21 would be the max. So they're, they're, they're counting their votes. They're counting their uh, issues. Maybe we can get somebody out at the sports book at uh, Warhorse to <laughs> put an over-under out there and people can bet on it. So. I'm not sure I'd take whichever line that was. I mean, this is one of those things that, uh, as you say, it's uh, the sausage making sometimes is pretty uh, ugly. Yeah, that's an understatement this year. Well, we're coming up on the city's primary election. It's coming up next week. We're going to do a deep dive on elections, and it's more than just the mayor and school board. So we'll go get into all of that and also give you the uh, you know, the early voting hours. have been expanded a little bit uh, at the election commissioner's office, so we'll give you all those details in our deep dive. And you know me, Mark. I love to bring numbers, so I brought numbers today. It's not a budget, but it's numbers. So. Hey, numbers are numbers, aren't they? Yes, sir. Speaking of numbers, if you need help finding reliable financing options for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment for your business, Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the most competitive financing options for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, trailers, other big-ticket items as well. And whether you're replacing old machines or expanding your fleet, Currency makes it easy to get that financing. It's secure, free to use, and it gives you a single point of contact for the entire process. Visit GoCurrency.com, fill out an application. Currency will automatically find a lender offering the best rates and terms. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com and apply today. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, doing business currency. Pursuant to CFL License 60DBO-54873. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Lincoln Business Beat Deep Dive this session. It's primary election day next week, April 4th, here in Lincoln. And it includes a number of offices. Uh, let's do our deep dive and start with the office of mayor. So, yeah, every four years the mayor is on the ballot. It's a citywide election. So everyone that's a registered voter in the city of Lincoln um, gets to vote for mayor. So we have a primary with three candidates. Uh, the three candidates will be on the ballot in on the 4th, and the top two will advance to the general election on May 2nd. And this is nonpartisan. Is nonpartisan, so you won't know what party they are. It'll just be three names, and you get to fill in one oval. And then, of course, uh, the top two go on to the general election, which will be in May. So 
Correct. We'll and, see. Well, and, and all of them, actually. So Yeah. City Council, we've got, what, um, this is the year for what, districts? The four not, districts, yep. Not we, the at-large. Yeah, so the four districts, and I will just say think of them generally as uh, northeast, northwest, southeast, and southwest. So, that I mean, as good as we can come, I mean, <laughs> I think northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest are all loosely defined, shall we say. Right. But but that's generally kind of speaking what they are. So um, there's two of the races that have only two candidates, so they'll both go through to the general election from the primary. And then the other two, that's the northeast and southwest districts. And then the other two districts um, have four to five candidates in them. So southeast and northwest um, each have four to five candidates. And the top two from those two primaries will go on to the general election. Again, nonpartisan races. So no party on the ballot. So it could be two Republicans, two Democrats, any a Republican, independent, whatever. You, you'd pick a party and it could be two of the same or multi, some conglomeration of however that goes. Uh, right after the uh, March LEPA uh, business luncheon where the city council forum was held, if you are still looking for information, some pretty good uh, back and forth and some pretty good statements, you can find that on the LEPA Facebook page. I'd suggest if you've at all got questions about who's running, you'll be able to uh, hear from them uh, if you want to go back and check that video. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I think it was a good, I mean, we had seven out of the 13 candidates. There was one who responded that was already had something planned out of town. Um, or we would have had eight, but that I thought that was a pretty good representation. And then we had some that just flat out didn't respond. So, um, you know, it's decisions are made by those who show up. So our members got to hear from them. But also, I really appreciated the candidates came early and they stuck around afterwards to talk to, to the business owners and the LIBA members that were there. So I felt good about that. Another, uh, if you will, more of a public entity that uh, is looking to have have some new members, Lincoln Airport Authority. They uh, manage quite a, a facility there. Oh, my gosh. The airport has, I mean, we've talked about the airport a couple of times on here, but they own a bunch of property. It's not just the airport and the terminals. They have the general aviation. They have all that other stuff. And the Lincoln Airport Authority oversees all of that and all the, the facilities out there, et cetera. So um, there are two seats on the ballot this year, and um, I think there's – what did I count? Five or six candidates for airport authority. So and in that case, since it's um, two of them will advance, four of them will go from the primary to the general election. So the top four vote getters in the primary will advance to the general election. And then in the general election, the top two will then become members of the Lincoln Airport Authority. And of course, uh, school board election. There are candidates for LPS. Yeah, there's uh, three of the districts are on the ballot this year. And you talk about try, trying to directionalize a district. Uh, it's harder to do with LPS. But Just look at their map. It's uh, a lot yeah, easier. look at the map. Um, but the districts that are up this year are District 2, which has Southeast High School in it. Um, district 4, which is kind of north central Lincoln. And ironically, it's just that district goes just west of North Star and doesn't have any of the high schools in it. And then District 6 actually includes, think of this, Lincoln High to Lincoln East. Now, that's quite a district. And, I mean, you think about that area when you go from 
Lincoln High over there at what about twenty first? Telegraph District, basically. Yeah, Telegraph District, all the way over to seventieth and A and beyond. That's kind of an uh, an intriguing way that the map was drawn. So um, those three will be on there. Uh, two incumbents are running for re-election, and one incumbent is not. So District Two will be an open seat. And District 4 and 6 will have an incumbent against uh, another opponent. So, And, again, both of them will advance. I think each of them have two in it. Both will advance to the general election then on May 2nd. Early voting has uh, really picked up, uh, especially during the COVID situation. Early voting and absentee voting picked up. Uh, The numbers pretty impressive when you look at what the early ballot requests were the numbers coming out from the election commissioner's office. Yeah. Um, again, these are the numbers that I like to track. I have a, I should, I should show you my spreadsheet that I keep marked because I break down by district, by party, what the requests are. And then I have by district, by party, what the returns are. And then I have what percent of the party in this district is returned. So I've got this elaborate spreadsheet that I send to my friends and, they're really kind to just say thank you. <laughs> but it's 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 good to watch, and it's interesting to watch. So this year there have been 33,314 absentee ballot requests. Now, to put that in perspective, in the 2019 election there were 16,874 early ballots cast. So there's almost double. Double. The number of early ballot requests. And then on Election Day in 2019, there were 35,500 votes cast on Election Day. So there's almost been as many early ballots in this election as there were on Election Day. And generally, Election Day is when you get more of a turnout, right, in the past. So, again, this was right pre-COVID. So we'll see kind of what Election Day looks like. Then if you go back to 2015, and the reason I looked at 2019 and 2015, Mark, is those are the last mayoral elections, okay? So in 2015, 13,094 early ballots were cast, and 23,760 were cast on Election Day in the primary, okay? So there have been almost as many early ballot requests this time as there were total votes cast in 2015. So um, I think we may see a nice turnout, uh, you know, but you look at the early ballot requests for those last two mayoral elections was just under 30,000 and we're 10% above that just in requests this year. So um, I think with COVID more people signed up for the early ballots. I know there are some campaigns that have really been trying to get people that don't vote in city elections to request an early ballot and really trying to drive the get out to vote efforts. So um, now Tuesday will be wild to watch and see how many people vote on Election Day. So I, I think it's important that we talk about elections, but also just to remind our listeners, Election Day is on April 4th and, you know, they can vote on April 4th. They cannot request an early ballot for the primary at this point unless they go to the Election Commission office and the Election Commission office. You can do early in-person voting um, through Friday of this week from 8.30 to, or excuse me, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. On Saturday, they're doing some special hours from 9 to 11 a.m. On Monday, April 3rd, you can vote at the Election Commission office from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. So You cannot vote at the Election Commissioner's office, though, on Election Day. Correct. That's what your polling place is. So, And if you have any questions about this, I would say 
Google Lancaster County Election Commissioner. Go to their website. If you have questions, call them. If you want to, you know, figure out your polling place, you can look that up. You can look at the sample ballot on what races will be on the ballot. And their office, just so everybody knows, is located at 601 North 46th Street over by the DMV. They share a, a parking lot with the DMV over there in that 46th and Vine kind of behind Target area over there. Uh, if you know where Schaefer's is, it's uh, just a little to the north and across the street. Yeah, it's right right over there by Schaefer's. So the polls are open on Election Day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, there are many places out there who have done a voter guide that you can look up, and, and the candidates, they give candidates questions. It's a good way to research the candidates. Um, and you know me, I, I wish that 100 percent of the, ele- uh, the electorate would show up for a city election um, because the turnout's always low. So I encourage everyone that lis- excuse me, everyone that listens, make sure you vote, but make sure you inform your friends and colleagues and folks you work with. Make sure they know that Election Day is on Tuesday. And if you requested an early ballot, received it in the mail, for example, uh, now's the time to get it back because that early ballot does no good if it doesn't get back in time. Well, and, and, and here's and, the deal. At this point, I would say if you have not mailed your early ballot back, um, the most the best way you can make sure your ballot gets there before 8 o'clock on Election Day, before it gets there, before 8 p.m., is drive to 46th. Uh, North 46th Street there and drop it off. Yeah, they, they've got a drop box right outside. And, yeah. Uh, and now the one thing that uh, I actually had a question come into the newsroom here a couple of days ago, you cannot vote on Election Day at the election commissioner's office. Voting in person is done on Election Day at your precinct level. However, if you have an absentee ballot or mail-in ballot, you can drop it on Election Day at that drop-off. Absolutely. It has to be in the drop box or in someone's hand at the election commission before 8 p.m. Polls close at 8 p.m. and that's the shutoff. So if you mail it and it doesn't get there till next Thursday, it's not going to count. So at this point, I would say drive over to North 46th Street. I mean, you can drive up. It's just like a post office. You can drive up, put your ballot in there. Those are monitored by uh, video yes, they are. Uh, right now because of a change in the statute. So it's just important that you get out to vote and tell your friends to get out to vote. Do your due diligence. You know, a lot of people pay attention to, you know, what's happening at the federal level because they're watching Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and the nightly news, the nice national nightly news. And those elections are important. And I always tell people these city elections are so important because these are the things that affect our day-to-day life. Police and fire department, that's impacted by the, uh, the city council's actions and the mayor's actions. Things like property taxes and what we pay to the school board and the school board budget, that budget's set by the school board. So when we look at our valuations going up and the schools are 60% of our property taxes, right? You know, these elections have an impact on us on a daily basis. The airport authority has property tax authority in Lincoln. So they're also, you know, they have that levy on the airport. So these are the things that we need to pay attention to. And these are the ones that affect our checkbooks. They affect our roads. They affect our streets. They affect our schools. They affect public safety. Like I could go on and on for hours (laughs) about how important these local elections are. So I understand we all pay attention to what's happening at the national level. 
this is your opportunity to have a say in what happens at the local level because this really has a huge impact on us every single day. Every single day, uh, every single uh, month, every single year because we live and work here. And, and it has, as you said, it has the most direct effect on citizens that there is. Yeah, it's, you know, it it affects us 24-7. It's not rocket surgery. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, just get out and vote on Tuesday. Um, make sure you get out to vote. Make sure you're informed. Know where your polling place is. If you got to go to work, if you got to be out of town for work on Tuesday or something like that, you can still go to the election commissioner Friday, Saturday, and Monday and request a ballot and vote. So please get out to vote. Let's see if we can set a historical turnout for voters in a city election this year. I believe there's 172,000 uh, voters in the city. Correct. And if we have anything less than a third of that, that's that's, I would, a, that's an issue. Well, I say we need to shoot for 50%. Well, I do, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, based on the numbers, I think we're going to be in the 38 to 42% maybe turnout range. If the, if the uh, election day votes look like the the early ballots, which would be a very, very big turnout for a Lincoln primary. And that's what we need. We need to have a say in what happens. All right. Again, polls open Tuesday, April 4th, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can vote ahead of that at the election commissioner's office uh, at your precinct. By the way, there are nine precincts in the city that have new locations. That's another reason if you uh, you should have gotten a mailer that said your polling location changed. But if you want to verify that, uh, again, the L Lancaster County Election Commissioner's Office has that information posted on their website. Yes. If you have any questions, go to their website or even call their office and ask. Yep. They're a great, great resource. Anything else for the good of the cause? You know, uh, don't forget, we've got our free enterprise celebration coming up. we got BizNet coming up next week. We had to move that up a week. And, you know, this is me on my soapbox. You caught me on my soapbox in this deep dive. Get out and vote on Tuesday. It's important. And the uh, mayoral candidates that move forward, the top two, have been invited to the April Lincoln Business Luncheon, and you'll be able to have a, a, a forum there. Yeah, we're, we're going to have some folks ask some questions about city business and vision for the city and uh, accomplishments for those and, you know, what what have you done to help the city and what are you going to do to help the city um, that's going to help the business program. So, and I believe that date is April the 18th, Mark. Did I get that right? I believe you're correct. Very good. Well, let's tell my wife that I was correct today. <laughs> <laughs> April 18th at the Jasmine Room, 1130 to 1 o'clock. Um, come and hear from the candidates. Uh, I won't be asking the questions. We've got some a panel that's going to ask a few questions, a couple folks, um, and so that business owners can hear from the candidates. This has been the Lincoln Business Beat from the Lincoln Independent Business Association and KLIN Radio, reviewing and updating business owners and community members about what's happening in the business community in and around Lincoln. Along with Leva President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vale. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by currency. Learn more at GoCurrency.com. Dot com.